Radio.net, around the world and on satellite. Welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. We are uh, working on uh, trying to make things a little bit better here. We'll see if we do. Uh, today uh, I want to make a few announcements. Uh, one is that uh, we're going to be uh, uh, meeting in Milwaukee with some of our uh, people at uh, Growing Power, which is a uh, uh, nonprofit organization that is into hydroponics, aquaculture, composting on a very, very large scale. Uh, we're, they're dealing with uh, millions and millions of uh, pounds of a uh, compost that they produce. Uh, they put this in their greenhouses. They're growing food on a local basis. It's very important that we grow food on a local basis because we have become heavily dependent upon the transportation of food for thousands and thousands of miles uh, in order to keep your food stock, uh, storage, uh, grocery stores stocked and your shelves full. Uh, that is a very dangerous thing uh, for society to depend upon because uh, their system of transportation may not always be there. It can stop overnight. The wars, uh, coronal mass ejections, earthquakes, uh, even tornadoes have had a tremendous effect uh, on America uh, lately. Also, uh, in the news this week, there was the transportation of uh, food in Europe, uh, and people were actually dying because bacteria was showing up and a new disease that was killing uh, people. They didn't even know for sure, did it come from fresh vegetables and fruits? Okay, where did they come from? Did they come from Spain? Did they come from France? Did they come from Italy? Did they come from North Africa? Um, all these things now, they'll have to be tracking every tomato. They're already trying to track every sheep, uh, every cow, because of the transportation of diseases. I asked, uh, uh, or I heard from uh, somebody that uh, was telling me that McDonald's is no longer purchasing any of their hamburger in the United States. They're all purchasing it from abroad. Well, uh, meat from abroad can have all kinds of additives, hormones, chemicals. They don't have the restrictions in other countries on sprays, and chemicals in uh, the and antibiotics uh, in uh, meats that might go to feedlots. Uh, not that all the restrictions in America are the best either. The the wisest restriction is the restriction of the heart. Uh, the restriction that is uh, given to us by God to love thy neighbor as thyself, and we're not doing that in America as much as we used to. We're we've gone a long ways away from that. We've become very commercialized, uh, profit-oriented, uh, me first. That's what profit is usually about. How much can I make? What's it to me? That kind of attitude, I can show you. You can all see it yourself. What it does is people create products that have an obsolescent factor built into them so that you'll have to buy another one of those products later on down the line. You could make cars that would last 20, 30 years that the parts would all be interchangeable, uh, that they, you could buy them on the open market, and uh, you could make your cars last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Uh, they not wearing out in 100,000 miles or 200,000 miles, but the fact is, is they could easily go a million miles. The energy that you would save by making cars of that caliber would be unbelievable. 
to know that uh, if you have a society that is based on profit, we talk about commercialism, buying and selling. Commercialism in itself, the idea, the very fundamental idea of producing something and exchanging it for something else of value, that's not a bad idea. Exchange is good. Uh, it's, it keeps us honest. Charity is better. But exchange in itself is not a bad thing. I did something for you, you do something for me. Especially whenever I did work for people when I was out there uh, making a living for my family, and actually I still do, I still help people out. When they call me up, I'll go help them out. And uh, they may pay me, and they may not pay me. Uh, everybody who hasn't paid me is dead. <laughs> everybody who... <laughs> And most of the people who have paid me are still doing fine. <laughs> so uh, uh, that's that's just the way it is. Uh, they don't pay me anyway. They pay the church, and the church takes care of my needs. But when people call, because I'm one of the few people out here who can do almost everything, I still go and help people out. And if they want to pay me uh, or pay us, pay the church, they can do that. Uh, but the reality is we work for Christ. But Christ said, love thy neighbor as thyself. So be of service to other people is a major part of what we try to do. And it has sustained us. It hasn't made us rich, but it has sustained us over the years. Uh, we're purchasing a piece of property out here. Uh, the church is, when I say we, I'm referring to the church. That's uh, myself and everybody who wants to be a part of the church and the Holy Spirit are purchasing a piece of property out here, which we will use to help other uh, people in this community, but also as an outreach all across the country because we'd like to train people on a lot of things that we have learned over the years. You know, we have five books out on the Bible and, and the government of God and how the government of God works and how it does not work, uh, which is uh, not necessarily a very popular subject. When I first introduced uh, uh, my first chapter of the book, Covenants of the Gods, I took it to... Uh, uh, fairly prominent attorney who happened to be my father and said what do you think and he said it was true it's holy matrimony versus marriage but they're not going to like you because what i was doing was revealing how the system works how it enslaves you how it brings you into bondage it does that through contracts through covenants through constitutions and it does that because it gets you to consent i don't know what the bible talks about more Right away, thou shalt make no covenants with them nor with their gods. What do you think they're talking about? They're talking about making these contracts where somebody else has the right to choose. God gave you the right to choose. Buck up, take responsibility, and maintain that right to choose. Now, when you choose, you need to choose with the Spirit of God. How do you get the Spirit of God in you? Well, you can't make it come. The Holy Spirit lifts us where it will. You have to provide a home for it. That means that when you see yourself acting contrary to the ways of God, you have to let go of that characteristic of your heart. You have to start caring about others as much as you care about yourself. God created you because he cares about you. He created this planet to give you a place on which to learn to love the ways of God. If you choose not to learn to love the ways of God, you will die. And you will be heard of no more. And you will go down into the pit. Now, if you want to go up the mountain, up uh, into the heavens, to the creation of God, and become a part of his power and his Holy Spirit, then you have to make room for his way. It's it simply, if you're not going to be a conductor of his life uh, like a conductor of a wire uh, you know in an instrument if you, you know, if you have a, a faulty spark plug wire you take it out and throw it away it's no good anymore you have to put in a new one one that will conduct the energy necessary to get your car operating well, it's the same way in the kingdom. If you will not be compatible with the Holy Spirit and the nature of that Spirit, then you will not be a part of the life of God. He cannot enter into you. You're not compatible. 
If you're just lukewarm, he will vomit you forth from his mouth. I mean, he's telling you this. So what do you have to be like? Well, you have to be a giver of life. Now, if you're a giver of life, you're not in a selfish, commercialistic approach to sustaining yourself. You will be out trying to bless one another. There was a dairy farmer in Minnesota who wants to produce the, the best quality milk, whole milk, because whole milk is far better for you than homogenized milk or even pasteurized milk where the enzymes are already broken down. You need to have whole milk. Now, you don't necessarily even need to drink milk, but it is a source of good nutritional food, and if it's consumed properly, it's, it's very good for you. It's a way of storing protein when you take that milk and turn it into cheeses. Um, you can, if your child has eczema, if you get it on a diet that includes good, wholesome, whole milk and butter, a lot of times that eczema will clear up uh, because uh, it may be related to the oil, the natural oil in the body. Uh, if you have diabetes, it probably is connected to some degree with the oils that you have consumed in your body, uh, which may be coating the soil, uh, cells and the cells keep sending out uh, signals to stop making insulin because it needs more sugar. Well, the sugar's there, but it can't bring it into the cell, and the cell doesn't know why, so the cell keeps saying, stop, I need more sugar, stop making insulin, and it shuts down your pancreas. Now, there's been studies in, in foreign countries that can't afford all the insulin. They're finding out that if you, uh, lots of things could be involved, hot, uh, uh, jacuzzi type baths, uh, deep muscle massage, and changing the diet sometimes relieves the symptoms of diabetes because the cells stop sending out those false signals. It's an immune uh, problem and I, an identity problem. There are signals being sent out in the body that's shutting down the pancreas. Now, of course, you could have a pancreas that is literally just weak pancreas, it's been injured or whatever, but there are alternatives uh, to health that there is no money in. And so the big pharmaceutica and uh, the medical industrial complex that is running healthcare in the world today are not interested in remedies that don't make any money because they're profit driven. Uh, automobiles, like I said, could be made to last uh, 50 years but they're profit-driven, and uh, they're not going to be uh, thinking in those terms. They're going to be thinking in terms of who will... And, and part of the problem is the American people, because they want something that's pretty, that's flashing. They're not looking as much for functionality. As the economy begins to crunch, some people will begin to wake up, and they already are realizing that we need quality. Okay, now take this into the food, which I already mentioned, uh, a dairy farmer who's trying to produce a good, wholesome, healthy uh, dairy product, and he's actually being thwarted by the government, who's making it more difficult for him to make a healthy product than it is for... If you have ever worked on a dairy farm and seen these massive dairy farms, uh, 200 cows being milked, and the milk all going into the single vat. And uh, some of those cows, you know, you're not supposed to be milking cows that are on heavily on antibiotics. You're not supposed to be taking that milk and mixing it in with the other milk. You're not supposed to be milking cows that have infections in their udders and everything. But it happens, uh, bacteria gets in there, and this is where you have the danger of massive contamination. You should be growing all your food. Used to be in this valley, where high desert valley, there were several dairies in this valley and people got their milk from those dairies and you didn't have massive contamination because you didn't have milk going down the road in 8,000 gallon tankers you might have milk in a uh, you know uh, one of those milk uh, big uh, stainless steel milk uh, containers uh, but uh, you know you could have it in a mason jar uh, you know, a gallon jar. And um, there were lots of things that you, know, you could do that would produce a much healthier product for you. There are people all over that are discovering that if they drink 
truly whole milk, things go away like allergies and joint problems and stuff like that. Uh, the list is endless. And it's not just about milk. Fresh vegetables, properly mineralized soil can uh, change your health tremendously. That means that if you're motivated out of love to produce crops, uh, it will begin to show up in everything you eat and everything you do, and you will have a healthier and healthier society. So now, what will happen in the days of Jesus Christ? Because there was full medical coverage at times in Rome, universal health care in Rome. But uh, they were also eating foods that were not necessarily good for them. They were feeding the tongue and not the body. They didn't love the body. They loved pleasure. And that is not the same thing. You need to get involved in a society of people who care about one another, who are trying to produce healthy uh, uh, foods, uh, products that are dependable and last, and uh, trying to do uh, and be of service to others rather than simply self-serve themselves. Not everybody is going to want to go that way. You need to find those people who want to go that way and start connecting with them and start forming an alternative society. That's what we hear about alternative medicine, alternative food uh, sources such as this Grow Power. Remember, there's going to be a meeting here in... Uh, uh, the June 6th on Monday around 2 o'clock at Grow Power and get on the Living Network through org and find out more about it. you got this weekend to do that. And if you're in that area, uh, do so. If you wanted to be a part of the work project that was in Massachusetts, uh, you need to be on the Living Network over there in the Massachusetts area, which is the northeast New York area. That would connect you with everybody for several states around. And see, when you get on that living network, you'll be connected not only with those people, but through the ministers you choose, you'll be connected all the way across the United States to Australia, to Canada. Uh, we're still rather small network, but we have some plans for growing that. We'll talk more about that next week. But uh, And maybe we'll talk a little bit about it on the talk show after uh, this First Amendment radio broadcast. But the point is, is we're trying to bring together people who care about your rights, care about your life, care about your family, your children, uh, as much as they care about their own. Now, you start bringing a society together like that, 1,000 people, 2,000 people, 10,000, 100,000 people, you will have a force to be reckoned with. A power will enter into that community that you will not find in any other community. And this is what early Christianity was. This is why they saw the miracles that they did. Because that society was returning to God and the ways of God. The ways we see in uh, Moses, what he was really doing. Once we understand the altars, once we understand that he was saying, Love thy neighbor as thyself. When you start having a society that comes together for that purpose and that spirit, another spirit enters into them. It's the Holy Spirit. And then you will see miraculously healing events that are real. Not the, uh, A lot of times you see these uh, healing events at uh, big religious gatherings, very emotional religious gatherings where everybody gets together and they see this miraculous healing. Some of the miraculous healing is just coincidence. You know, the body does heal itself. Sometimes it's because of the placebo effect. You can actually give a placebo uh, to somebody who thinks it's real medicine and they will be cured because they're very subjective. You, that same person, you could make them sick by telling them that, you know, I just gave you a drink and there was poison in it. And they would start developing the symptoms of being poisoned immediately because they're so subjective. Uh, so you can actually make somebody think that they're being healing and healed by the Holy Spirit, and they will actually get better. But it isn't the Holy Spirit. It's because of their, their disease was more subjective than they realized, and they simply overruled one subjection. Those people will have trouble again. True Holy Spirit healing 
the person doesn't get crippled again. They don't go back to their old ways. They are really changed because the Holy Spirit is now in them. And in order to do that, they have to change themselves. They have to repent. They have to turn away from the old man, the old way, and then that healing can come into them. Uh, Christ said it over and over again. Thy faith has saved you. Faith in what? Faith in God. A lot of people think they have faith in God, but they don't know who God is. And so, therefore, when you watch them and see the choices that they make, wait a minute. Why are they still so angry? Why are they still so easily upset? Why are they up and down like some sort of bipolar, uh, mentally disturbed individual? Uh, why can't they have the consistency of the heart that Christ had if Christ is in them? Well, it's because Christ isn't in them as much as they think. That a lot of what they have become is more show. Now, it's a complicated uh, uh, process of receiving the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's, it's like growing up. You know, I always point out the fact that when Jesus was a child, born in the manger, uh, was he king? Yeah. He was king already. Uh, he just wasn't uh, the same man that he was the same man but at a different stage of his development or his character or whatever uh, when he was in the manger than he was when he rode into Jerusalem but he was a king at both moments it, But and see that's the way the kingdom is the kingdom is here at hand now it's not coming in 2,000 years. That's not what we were told to preach. It's here now. It's just in a different stage of existence. You know, the butterfly is the caterpillar in a different stage of existence. And right now we're at a, well, actually we've kind of been turning the corner, but we've been at a very low stage of the kingdom. We have gone back into bondage at about 1,000 years after the fall of Jerusalem. Kings rose up and men began to fall into bondage, uh, mostly through oppression. Uh, but now the devil wants you to actually love him instead of God. And so he creates these systems of benefits whereby he owns the governments of the world. That didn't happen for a long time, but now in the last 1,000 years, and socialism seals the door of the captivity of Satan because we all become a part of his sin. We all become covetous of our neighbor's goods. Committing that sin, we become committed to the ways of sin. And in order to repent, we have to turn away from that socialism and turn back to a system of faith, hope, and charity and the perfect law of liberty whereby society takes care of itself through free will offerings. And unless we do that, the Holy Spirit cannot enter into it. But I tell you, if you want to be free, that's what you must do. Because when the Holy Spirit enters into your society, uh, through some of you more than others, and hopefully through all of you completely someday, but as it begins to enter into your society and begins to function and operate in your society, as we begin to open our hearts and, and move through that door of Christ, the world will cast you out. The world wants you far away. It also wants to destroy you. But remember, as long as you put on the full armor of God, you have the Holy Spirit with you, and it can do you no real harm. We'll be back in a moment talking more about Kings of the Kingdom and some of the things that we can do to improve our walk for example.
I pledge allegiance to the King of Kings and to his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. One holy nation and our Heavenly Father, grace, mercy, justice for all. Since the beginning of time, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it, it has been traded, it has been borrowed, it has been purchased, it has been stolen, there's a reason for it to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and to our posterity. Invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188 or visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom and regular guest, world-renowned economist Robert Chapman right here on FirstAmendmentRadio.com at 4 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, 1-800-375-4188. If you read the history books, the most often asked question to Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the North invaded the South. Was it the Civil War or... War of Federal Aggression. John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Past Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free, or was it a war to enslave us all? Get this DVD and judge for yourself. War of Federal Aggression. Get this DVD presentation for a donation of $25 from FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Call 559-781-3773. The truth seems strange only because we've been indoctrinated with a fiction. War of Federal Aggression. Get it today. Hi, Nicholas here. I used to lug those big jugs to the market to fill with water from those coin-operated filter machines. 25 cents a gallon or 5 gallons for a buck. I used to. Then I got the big Berkey. Now I save my back and hundreds of dollars too. I was paying $600 for the same 3,000 gallons of water that a pair of black Berkey filters will provide from my own tap for only $99. This means that your Berkey water system will entirely pay for itself with only 1,500 gallons of use. And then, you will still have 1,500 gallons left before you need to replace the filters. Do the math. Stop throwing your money away on bottled water and filter dispensers that may or may not be delivering as promised. For a limited time, First Amendment Radio is offering 10% off on the most popular Berkey water systems. Visit the shopping page at FirstAmendmentRadio.com or call us at 559-781-3773 for more information. Leave your name and address and we'll send you this special offer. Do it now. First Amendment Radio is an authorized distributor of Berkey products. Welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and sending off emails to people who are trying to find us <laughs> in the radio show uh, during the break. Anyway, uh, we're talking about how your society is changed by the spirit of the things that you do in society, and the society of socialism is one of the worst possible societies you can imagine. It is the essence of the spirit of Nimrod, who was a mighty provider instead of the Lord. Uh, someone uh, was very upset that I had said that uh, the word uh, tiad, uh which is the Hebrew word that we see there as hunter, the mighty hunter instead of the Lord, actually means provider more than hunter. Uh, it uh, can mean hunter as well, because a hunter goes out, you know, like an Eskimo hunters, they uh, in an Eskimo village, they would all go out. Seven, eight, nine hunters would go out and stand by the ice and try to catch a seal. And uh, maybe only one of them would be successful. Well, they would come back and they would all provide for each other uh, because that's what hunters did. Is they went out and hunted, and the, the successful hunter provided food for everybody else who was not a successful hunter. And everybody knew who the best hunter was, and they made sure he had the best moccasins and the warmest clothes, and that they they kept him healthy 
and uh, because he was the best hunter and he was very important and valuable to them as a society because he was such a great provider but he was also a hunter but he was a provider but he was also a hunter you get the idea uh, the mighty provider uh, if if Nimrod was merely a pirate going around capturing people uh, you could uh, free yourself anytime you wanted because he, he was just a pirate he was just uh, a guy who had seized an unwarranted usurpation over you but if he really wanted to own you he would have to get you to consent and this is why the Ten Commandments talks about not consenting not making covenants not making contracts why Proverbs says consent not uh, because the net you spread to capture your neighbor into your social welfare one purse program is going to capture you and you will be captured in the net which we see Paul talking about and David talking about what should have been for your welfare has become a snare uh, which we also see Proverbs talking about if you sit and eat with a ruler because he's a mighty provider instead of the Lord now how does the Lord provide you with daily bread well there are two ways and they overlap each other and integrated with each other and one of those ways that we visibly see is people helping people and that's what the network really should focus on is people helping people how do we do this in an organized fashion in an efficient fashion uh, uh, in a fashion that in the time of traumatic social events can continue to function well that would be a, a, a gathering of people not entirely dependent upon the internet <laughs> we have to get away from our dependence upon the Internet. We talked about growing powers, to, uh, helping people get away from their dependence upon this network of food transportation for thousands of miles, and, but, but instead growing food in a local way, uh, nutritious food, healthy food, mineralized food that will improve the quality of your life and uh, in order to do that, um, I mentioned the dairy farmers that were trying to produce a good uh, product, and they had a hearing, and many, many, many people, I don't know the numbers, showed up uh, to protest the fact that the government was trying to regulate the, the production and putting these very strict regulations on the production of whole milk because people want it, because they've discovered that homogenized milk is not good for you is very bad for you and for some people thin walled intestine people it can bring about all kinds of allergic problems uh, not just allergies uh, to milk but uh, it, by going to whole milk people have relieved all sorts of allergies uh, in the world around them we were a complex physical creature. Uh, everybody doesn't react the same way, but the natural, you want to eat food as close to the way that nature made it. And this means vegetables and fruits and even meat. You don't want to be eating meats that are packed with antibodies. antibiotics. Uh, you don't want to be eating food of a cow that was just run through a butcher. Uh, system or was just uh, fed in a gigantic unnatural feedlot before you butchered it under traumatic conditions. You want to eat food that is uh, grown naturally by people who love and care for one another and wouldn't want you to eat anything that wasn't good, healthy, wholesome food. Now we produce grass-fed beef, beef here on the church property. Uh, we don't we're not a gigantic cattle operation, but we have a few beef uh, that graze on the ground that uh, is our retreat ground and uh, help keep that grass mowed down <laughs> so that when we have retreats this fall, we've got, we got a retreat coming up, uh, Blue Mountain Retreat in Northern Oregon. Uh, it'll be starting around July 9th through the 17th. Uh, get on the website, find out more about that. Uh, we have preparingyou.com uh, where we uh, have some of that information. Uh, that's a wiki site so that the members of the network can uh, constantly update and improve that. And uh, we'll be having a retreat there. There are people coming from all over. You could come to 
uh, you know, it's not going to be uh, thousands of people there, but uh, if you become a part of the network, that can grow. That's one of the things you have to realize if you want. Uh, I mean, there's no reason. We have a place here that we could have a retreat where a thousand people are easily accommodated. Uh, we'd have to make a little bit more uh, retreat uh, preparations for them. But uh, the space, we could we could have 10,000 people. Uh, you could bring 20,000, 30,000 people to this valley and have a very comfortable place for everybody to camp for a feast of tabernacles. Uh, but I'm not going to bring them all here. You have to work at the network. You have to increase the network. You have to get us on more radio stations. You have to get us uh, out there where more people can hear the gospel of the kingdom, the true kingdom, the kingdom that sets you free. Moses set men free. Abraham freed many souls. Jesus Christ freed a whole nation of people that followed early Christianity, but all the Christians today are back in bondage. Uh, why? Because they've been taught a watered-down Christianity, a false Christianity, a Christianity that devoid of some of the essentials, the weightier matters that Christ said we were to attend to. So anyway, if you start gathering together in a society of people, a network of people that actually care about you as much as they care about themselves, a new spirit can enter into that society, a powerful spirit of life, giving life, a creative spirit of God that can add energy that will heal you for real, completely. You know, I've seen people that were healed and then got deathly sick shortly afterwards because they were not really healed by the source of life. There was a transfer of life from one group to another group or one part to another part, and then they became sick again. You, In order to have uh, that tree of life, to tap into that tree of life, you must put on the character of Christ. And the character of Christ had nothing to do with the idea of men who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority and force your neighbor to contribute to your welfare, your child's education, your health care. Now, if you enter into that society of people that are producing food that will promote true good health and are willing to look at alternatives even though they don't make money because they're not profit motivated, you're going to start having a society that is healthier than any other society around you. You're going to start having children growing up with imaginations and abilities that uh, discoveries that are unlike anything else around you in society. The cream of society will come together, and they will also have the revelation of the Holy Spirit, and they will be able to produce things that you would not have even dreamed of or imagined. And the things that you see Christ doing, they shall do, and greater things than that even shall they do. And you will be able to overcome any of the difficulties that are presented in society today and tomorrow. But you have to work at it. You have to struggle to become a part of that society and create it yourself. You build it, you'll be there already. Christ was not building that society. He was talking about it. He didn't even baptize anybody. He allowed the apostles to do that, and the ministers that the apostles chose, the 12, the 120, and so on and so on and so on, as they built this network. The kingdom of God and the liberty under God is dependent upon individual responsibility. Everyone must play their part. If you're on our network uh, and you haven't chosen a contact minister to connect you with everybody else, I can only assume you don't care about everybody else. You don't want to be connected with them. You just want to be on an email group. You just want to be plugged into a computer where you can, oh, that's interesting. That occupied my mind for a few minutes. Uh, oh, that's, you know, I yeah, that's right. I like that. You know, it's, you're not, you want, it's, it's not a smorgasbord. It's a potluck. Everybody's got to bring something to the table and share it with everybody else. That's, that's the nature of the kingdom. 
it's not like uh, you, you just come to a free meal, five-course meal, prepared by other people working hard in the kitchen. You've got to do your time. You help with the dishes. You help with the cooking. You help with whatever. When we had, uh, well, well, we had the Blue Mountain Retreat now coming up in July. We also will have a retreat coming up the end of September, 1st of October, in uh, here in Summer Lake. Uh, if you want to be a part of that, let's start working on it now. Let's see if we can get 100, 1,000 people to come. Well, I mean, there's no limit. Because if you come in the spirit... <coughs> Become in the spirit of Christ. Everybody, you know, that, that was the Feast of Booze. What was that all about? Feast of Tents. Everybody came self-contained, but they came with the intent to share with everybody else. No burden was put on anybody more than anybody else. Everybody came with the idea that I want to help. I want to contribute. I want to be a part. That is so important in the system. So important in the growth of the kingdom, the system of God. You need to start turning around and becoming involved in that. Now, uh, we had an article go out on Passover, uh, not Passover, uh, Pentecost. And it's on newsofviews.com. You can look it up, Brother Gregory. We also have it uh, in our Dear Network messages, which you can access through hisholichurch.org. And uh, I think it's Dear Network 82, and explains what Passover was really about. I mean, a Passover Pentecost was really about. Pe Pentecost was the culmination, really, of Passover. Uh, they, they are connected by those 50 days, Pentecost. Uh, there was somebody who was uh, quite a student of the Bible who read it was amazed that I had hit so many things right on the head <laughs> our explanation of what uh, this Pentecost uh, was all about. But it was part of the secret process of becoming a free society. He needed this Pentecost. This is why Christ had to be crucified before Pentecost. It was absolutely essential, or the Pharisees would have lost all power. They had to crucify him and scare all of his people into hiding uh, because they were going to be completely uh, destroyed as a society because people would suddenly realize, wait a minute, we have power and control over our own lives. We can be our own social welfare system. And what happened? Everybody that was in society that were the real producers of society, the givers of life in society, the, the foundation and structure of a strong society said, I want to be a part of Christ's society. And they moved from the system of Corbin of the Pharisees to the system of Corbin of Christ. And the difference between those two systems, which you can also read and go to our outline page and look up the word Corbin, Corbin was a system of social welfare you, where you put in an offering to the ministers of your government and they took care of the widows and orphans and needy of your society that the family was unable to take care of. That's what Corbin was all about. Now there were two kinds of Corbin, the Corbin of the Pharisees and the Corbin of Christ. The word simply means sacrifice. And the Corbin of Christ depended on free will offerings and the Corbin of the Pharisees depended on forced offerings and every Christian I know today in these Christian churches not the real Christians but every Christian in these so-called Christian churches depend upon the Corbin of the Pharisees they depend upon the Corbin of the men who call themselves benefactors but force the contributions of the people and that changes the nature of their society, and it changes their compatibility with the Holy Spirit. They have not accepted Christ's Holy Spirit. They've accepted the idea that Christ had died for their sins, but they do not yet believe in the way of Christ. Because they don't know it. Because these preachers have fallen down on the jobs, and they have preached a form of godliness but denied the power thereof 
and they have led the entire nation back into the bondage of Egypt and yet they say they're preaching Christ they don't know Christ they got a little glimpse a little flash of light they need to change they need to go another way so one of the ways to do that is to get together with other men who are beginning to wake up and iron sharpens iron form these congregations of record if you're on the network now pick a contact minister and start working at building a network of congregations that care about one another as much as they care about themselves you can't you are not a congregation of christ unless you're thinking about caring for other congregations and working at a network where you can do that efficiently you're simply not following the teachings of the bible you can hold it up and worship it as if it's the word of god but if you're not a doer of that word you do not know christ That is a mean thing for me to say, but that is a loving thing for me to say because it is the truth. You are deceiving yourself and you are under just another form of the strong delusion. You need to repent. Make straight the way of who? The way of the Lord, the way of Yahweh, the way of God. It's the same way. It's never changed. You need to make straight that way in your life, in your congregation. I'm not asking you to change your church. I'm asking you to turn around and go the way of Christ. Create that society that was not dependent upon Caesar for its welfare. They did not, when the Christians were short of bread, they did not go down to Caesar and say, hey, do you got some free bread for us? Because they knew that Caesar was one of those benefactors who exercised authority one over the other, and Christ said you are not to be that way. Yet that is the only thing that you have today in 90% of the churches out there don't depend upon faith, hope, and charity. They depend upon those benefactors who exercise authority from England to Australia to Canada to uh, Terra del Fugo to wherever you are, even in Asia, people are not dependent upon each other through faith, hope, and charity, and therefore they are not dependent on God. They are dependent on a government that was created more in the image of Nimrod and Caesar and Pharaoh than Christ. And you have to repent of that and create something different. And the fact is that those who are willing to do that can create a society, a system that will not only sustain themselves during the hard times to come, but will actually be able to sustain many of the people round about them. And the sacrifice of the red heifer will be a reality again. And those of you who haven't understood what the sacrifice of the red heifer is and are out there looking for a red heifer cow, forget it. You're lost. Sacrifice of the red heifer has nothing to do with the, the color red. It has nothing to do with the heifer. You know, just have to wait till the book comes out before I'll explain that entirely. But anyway, we need. We have gone so far away from the kingdom. It is absolutely frightening, especially with what we see coming on the horizon. And there's very little time. There is no time to waste. No time to waste. If you're on our network and you haven't picked a PCM, you need to change. If you're not on our network, you really ought to join it. Now, you don't have to. You can go your own way. That's fine. But if Christ is leading you to gather with others, that's what the network is for. Nobody will tax you. No one will beat you up. No one will come to your door and kick it in if you don't contribute to this effort. But God will watch you. The Holy Lamb will watch you. The angels will watch you and see do you care enough about others. And all we're not the only network out there, but we recommend that you join our network because that's where we're working. And that's our love that calls you. It's up to you, though. But if you don't try to join with anybody else, 
why would God be there for you? How can you, will you be able to say that when you were hungry, we fed you, when you were naked, we clothed you, if you haven't even taken the time to find out who is hungry and who is naked, who is in prison? There are needy everywhere. And why would God come to your aid if you will not come to the aid of others? Why would he forgive you if you do not forgive others? Get away from these eschatologies and theologies that take you away from the simplicity of Christ and what he was doing. When he was hungry, they offered him fishes and loaves, and he gave them away. Are you in a society that would do the same? Are you in a society that would not? Well, you will find out because the society that you're in is going to come crashing down around you the same way as the houses and buildings came crashing down around the people of Joplin. The infrastructure that you have so become dependent upon will crumble and be blown apart the same way you saw the houses and buildings in Joplin. The whole nation will be devastated in that same way. And not just for a week or a day or 45 seconds, but for years. Time will be drawn short, but during that time it will be very, very difficult. But don't come together out of fear. Come together out of love. Because you will be shaken out if you remain a worshiper of fear. We're a worshiper of God, and the God is the giver of life that we worship. He's the existing one. He is the giver of life, the creator. And if we worship him, we cannot say we worship him unless we are a giver of life, a creator of love, a conduit of love for one another. So... By the time this show is over, I will see many people joining up to the Living Network. And all those people that are listening that are a part of the Living Network now, are we going to work to get on more and more radio stations, more and more places? We did our 30-state tour and breathed a little life into the network. But we have so much farther to go and so little time to get there. Let's work together to make this happen. Until then, may peace be upon your house and may God be with you. See you on Talk to you. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net.